0: My mama would say You gotta fight for what is right To her I would say I wanna give back your uh-huh. heart.
1: Patriots. And it is the end of December 1st in the year 2023. Friday night. And it's not surprising that as we are heading into this season of celebrating the birth of Christ, that we will start to find more craziness come from the satanic elements of this world, which are neither left nor right. They're just their own cult and power, which is something we're going to go over tonight, which is kind of crazy, actually. One thing uh, you need to keep in mind right now is that we are in a season where the economics are getting rough. Things are, are trying to displace the dollar. The dollar literally right now has no value. You need to get things into your into gold and silver. And so that's where we have my, we have uh, Birch Gold. So what you want to do is text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898, BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. And that'll be Birch Gold. They'll send you a packet. You can read through it and you can learn about how to transfer your 401ks and IRAs into a precious metal-backed retirement savings account. They also have gold and silver available for you. So, again, text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. And right now they've got a great offer going on for, this, for the holidays up until the 22nd of December. So they'll give you for every 5000 you put in with them, they're going to send you an American Gold Eagle. Or an American Silver Eagle, excuse me. So head on over there. So to get there, you just text BARDS to 989898. They'll send you the information packet. You can read about it. It gets learned up on what you need to do, and then give them a call, and you won't be disappointed. It'll be great. All right, so this came in tonight. It's pretty amazing. It's actually stunning, especially since so much of what you're hearing here now, talking about the family revolution. I want to point out a couple of things. When I started this whole discussion about getting to the root, and we started to the week after Bars Fest, we started getting into the whole concept, and I was doing it with Michelle and Leah about the deeper aspects of family. And then how we aren't intended to be interrupting God in our process of raising children, different way of looking at the relationships in, instead of relationships built in the flesh, we were talking about building relationships in the spirit. A lot of pieces to that message. And their backlash was from. Certain people was extremely strong against me, very powerfully strong, and their reactiveness was basically that either it was I was too extreme, or that the, the words were I was going to ruin everything I did. Which always tells me when we start to get a response like that, those people are being used in one way or another by influence agents because they haven't dealt with the stuff in their life themselves. So they're they're being influenced to come as an attack. And I'm bringing all this up because. All the way through this week, up until the 28th of this week, that's been a building point, which is to get down to the root. And ultimately, this entire war is built around the war against family. You even heard it from Corey Terry tonight, a little bit earlier. And this war is against the family. To destroy everything that, which is God's unit, it's God's special team, is the family. And when you build up from the family... Churches don't exist without the family. The churches are there to nurture the family, to strengthen the family, and to protect the family. But without the family, the church doesn't exist, not in principle. And without the family, you don't have tribes. And without tribes, you don't have nations. So we say all these things, and and we I hear constantly about people don't like to be told about how their lives should be in a relationship or even in their sexual practices in the bedroom, and I get that because they think that that's off limits. Unfortunately, you can take that up with God, but it really isn't, and I think it's a it's a remiss not to bring it up, especially since we understand increasingly how much of these practices have been part of the, the satanic occult and, and what they do in terms of gaining power. So just to kind of add more fuel to this, as we start talking about the root of where this fight is, this fight is at the family. These, the politics, the banking, the wars, they're all distractions towards one principal thing. They're distractions, but they're also part and function of something greater, which is to destroy the family permanently to a degree that it can never ever recover. Weaken the men and destroy the family. And that means mutilate the children, leave them scarred, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, I wanna read this to you. Now, you all know Cosmopolitan, right? Cosmopolitan Magazine, you should know. This is their Instagram. And I want to read you this article that they've got on the Instagram. I'm going to read some of it. I'm not going to read all of it because I don't want to read some of these words for a reason you'll understand in a minute. This is the headline. So how does, I, I am literally, I was going to be stressed I'm reading here. I am reading a headline in their Instagram article. Okay? Keep in mind that. This is a company, the Cosmopolitans, based in New York City, right? I mean, it's where one, one of their main fashion headquarters is. So here we go. So, how does a satanic abortion ceremony even work? That's the question mark. Patients of all faiths are welcome at Samuel Alito's Mom's Satanic Abortion Clinic in New Mexico, along with medical counsel. TST offers free ceremonial support to anyone. Abortion ceremonies are totally optional and customizable. Here's a simple one TST recommends. And then it says here, I'm going to read a little bit of this. It starts with an upside down cross right above these words. And it says, first, find a quiet space. Bring a mirror if you can, just before taking the medication Gaze at your reflection and focus on the personhood. Home in on your intent and your responsibility to you, not to God, but to you. Take a few deep, relaxing breaths. When you're ready, read the following tenant aloud. I will not read this tenant aloud. It's basically declaring your body in your control, not in God's. It's exactly opposite of what we've been saying. 100% 100% mirrored this is the whole thing we've been talking about your oh, god is leading your body this is saying that you get con- complete control over your body and to follow scientific fact next p- page another upside down cross later once the procedure is complete which would mean the baby is aborted let's be clear return to your reflection focus again on your personhood And the power in making this decision. This is how they get power. This is how they get ritual power. And then it goes on. Complete this ritual by reciting a personal affirmation. It's in simple terms, it's my body, my choice, my blood. And I'm not, that's just basically it. This is insane. Um. It's, it's incredibly powerful because this is the, what they do in the occult, and this is how they gain power. So my point is, this is actually being done. It's put in a cosmopolitan magazine for all the naysayers out there that somehow don't think that this important. These process of discussion of telling people like what you're doing in your bedroom, it matters. How you address whether you're going to stop up the seed, it matters. If you're going to get your tube tied, it matters. If you're going to get an vasectomy, it matters because it isn't ours to choose. If you're going to interrupt the creation, you're going to use condoms, you're going to use birth control. That is not your choice to do. That is, you're interrupting God's will. And this is the exact opposite of that. This is saying, I have the will over my body. I can choose anything I want, including aborting a fetus. That's what it's saying. This is the real fight. Now listen to this. This is 1 Corinthians 1, 4 to 5. Just listen to these words as comparison to what you just heard. I thank my God always for you because of the grace of God which was given you in Christ Jesus, so that in everything you were exceedingly enriched in him in all speech, empowered by the spiritual gifts, and all knowledge with insight into the faith. We're all part of the body of Christ, but according to the other folks, we are, they want to seek control over their bodies. If they are trying to declare, this is how I always look at stuff, and this is where I always take the naysayers' On things, if the occult is proclaiming its own independent right over the body, they aren't just proclaiming that independent right over the issues of abortion. They're doing it on all things. Their sexual habits are all about denigrating the gift of God, and as well, trying to gain power from it. So, couples that find intimacy and so forth, in the acts of oral sex, you're being participant in occult practices. You may not agree with it. You may not swear it going to affect me. I got news for you in a spiritual realm. It does. It's about us getting back to being holy and not just because it's something you saw on, on porn TV and men, you're trying to bring it into the bedroom. That's not cool. Our world is completely upside down right now. And it's upside down because we have followed these practices, which they've put into our culture. We've steered away from the Bible. We're not reading our Bibles. And we don't want to give up things. We don't want to give up the aspects of the flesh. It's like I've said before, one of the biggest problems when you counsel people on pornography is they don't want to get rid of or let go of the pleasure that it brings them. They'll give you a yes on everything about the function of it, but when you get to the pleasure centers of pornography, which is what you're receiving through your your dopamine and your adrenaline rush, well, they don't want to let go of that. I mean, many men, I won't say all, many men don't want to let go of it. Pornography is like the worst possible corrupter in our entire nation right now. Weakens men, it weakens you spiritually and it weakens you physically. And that's where our big problem is. So when I look at all these things and I look at the problem of lack of men across the country, and what we talked about in the previous hour, with Corey Terry, is there is a time coming here. And it's real. And it's time to get serious about where we stand and what communities we're building and who's going to be living with you and getting this idea of redefining how we come together as people. So we have to start being able to work together in communities and building things, getting talents together so you can build things and restore things and fix things. Grow your own food. That means we need men, real men, not soy boys, and not men that are confused about their gender or confused about being a soft feminine male or whatever you're going to do. That's like profile number one for liberal males. this thing is going kind to of collapse, meaning the system. There's no question about that. So there's just a time of, it's a time issue. And then it depends on how far it falls. But it's really important to understand that. And it's, I'm, this is for me. This is just a personal note for me because it's it's a thank you God moment that I'm going to share with you. When I made the decision to go out and do a reversal in the surgery on the 28th, it was a, very hard to come out and talk about it. God told me to talk about it. And I've had people write me, and I respect it. They're like, I really didn't get why you were bothering it, bothering with it, but now they do. They're starting to understand how big a deal this is. As a when you cut that, that seed off in a man, there's I am discovering there is more that goes on in your body. And it's not physical, it's spiritual that has gone on you can imagine. You regain that vitality, you're regaining a spiritual connection, a bridge back to God. I sat on the hill last night. I went, I went up to look at the, for the coyotes that had killed one of my calves. And to be honest with you, after that air, airplane flight when I got back, I would have much preferred just to go in and crash, but I, I really was concerned because I, we still have some babies out here. It's cold and I don't know I hadn't seen them for a few days. So I made the walk up the hill on the property. Kind of went up a ways, it started to feel like I was kind of overworking my body considering what I just, the surgery I just had. So I came back, I found an overwatch place so I could see the cattle and in in, it's at night, but I still could see where they were. And I had an overwatch across the lower part of the property where the coyotes had been coming in. And so I just sat there and I prayed for a bit and I prayed on a number of things. And as I'm praying, around me, out of just the earth, erupts this massive enveloping fog that completely surrounds me. The whole valley was clear. But all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this fog just rolls up out of nowhere. It's like a mountainous thing of fog that just wraps around me and everything else. And I will tell you, it was extremely powerful. You could feel the presence of God right there many, many things that were downloaded to me as a result of that experience. And it's leading us down a path of where we have to get to. The family route is at the center of this fight. So when you're in a place right now and you're having opportunities to heal family, your son or your daughter comes home, you're, you're, you've got grandchildren that are now moving closer, whatever the reason, this is time to shift your priorities. Work as normal is not work as normal. If you have things that you need to do and start managing your time better to spend more time with your family. And if you have an opportunity to hire somebody for menial tasks to do that, to get that done, then do that. I'm talking people that are in business for themselves. Then hire those things done and spend more time with your family. If you're working in a corporate job, Spend more time with your family, whatever that looks like. God needs his family strong right now. The family unit is the base unit of all of this. Because as we build the ministry and we build the that whole capacity of lifting up and leveling up our families, we become strong in the ministry of the world. And that love you need to have for your family, it's a profound and deep love. It's huge love. It's a t- sort of love that is literally endless with no time and limit. I tell a story about my dad, which is just such a big one for me because in my time in, in sports and in other events in grade school, elementary grade school, middle school, high school, he did not miss one event. No matter how busy his schedule was, he never missed an event. And I'm not pedestalizing my father, but he is an amazing, he, it was one of his amazing things he did in his life is he prioritized the importance of being with the children. And that is literally where we all need to be. We need to be prioritizing our time to be with family. And if you are one who's so consumed about your job and you cannot see the importance of a child of any age is back in your family or wants to reach out to you or needs you, you need to step back and start praying because work is not as important as family right now. And God is lifting this up. Importantly, God is lifting up the family, trying to rebuild it, trying to reshape it. It's the core value, and it's just one of the core values for men, too. Strong men in the household have to lead the family. Look, I, you know, I say this all the time, and I will say it all the time, until such time it is corrected. But the idea of being able to speak to this is also knowing that what, what wrong looks like, because I've done wrong with not enough. And what wrong looks like is when you neglect those critical aspects of a family for other things. I've done wrong and I've done right too. Two adopted boys I have, I homeschooled for two years. Adjusted my entire work schedule to get around that and it worked very well. It was very successful, but it was a big commitment. And those are the types of pouring in we need to be doing with our families right now. Healing. uh, Spiritual healing. That means we've got to be able to get into those darker places and we have to be able to start healing things that are beyond our normal reach. Now, and this is a complete sidebar. It wasn't what I was going to talk about tonight exactly, but we, you can see where we're going. But this is really an important point I want to mention. I mentioned it many times on prayer, but I really want to dig into it a little bit here. And it's the concept of having authority. I'm doing some work for somebody right now in prayer and healing and It's getting into some places where we would call what I call second heaven walks, where you're literally walking in between the the physical and the spiritual, and you start to see things that are really indicative and, and reflective of where their physical state is in the world. And in theory, I can go in and I can fix things like that, but this is the big deal. When you start doing work for people to help heal them, make sure you have their authority to do that work with them. That means they have to give you the yes. And also make sure that they've accepted Christ. It's a big part of this whole thing. It doesn't have to be because the consequence of the healing can cause that, but at least make sure they know where your heart's coming from. Super important, but authorities is a big one. So if you're going to be praying into somebody for healing, and you're going to be doing healing for them or on them, make sure that they have said, yes, I want you here. Because if you don't, it starts to get treads very dangerously into an area called white magic, which is basically what a lot of these tricksters use. And it gets you into authority places that makes it worse because when you start to take things away, if that person is not aware of it, then it becomes a bigger vulnerability and it can backfill seven times with what the spirits can bring in. And that's biblical. Our objective is to heal as many people as possible, to raise them up in the body of Christ, and to build this ministry based on deliverance, based on spiritual healing, right? Based on raising the dead, casting on demons, all those things. That's that's the deliverance ministry of the fashion, but in a modern way. That's where, that's where we win this war. And we have to be able to win this war. We have all the tools. We just have to start applying them. But our enemy is clear. Our enemy is inordinately clear. Our enemy is publishing one of its processes and procedures in Cosmopolitan on Instagram. We don't have to debate whether it's there. It's there. Take a look at it. And that's, again, to the naysayers that are trying to somehow say that, you know, there are certain areas that we get to choose the fleshly practices, the sort of whatever these are. It's not that simple. This is much more sophisticated in a fight. And we have to be more refined in the way we work and the, what we do. And that's kind of a big, big deal. Because if we're not, we're going to find ourselves in a lot of trouble. And that in itself could be, Mm. that'd be bad. You also have to understand where we're operating, which is, I think is a big deal. And what principalities and where you're going to step into. These are all just take time to practice, but you, and you have to be open to it. But don't be racing into some of these fights if you're not equipped. Because most of this fight is going to be in a spiritual realm anyway. And I think that's what's most important is that so much of this fight is in the spiritual realm. And we just need to continue to wage that war there so that we will have the victories here on earth. That is one thing that's really, really important to understand is that as we wage war in the spirit, it's going to reflect in the physical. It's, we're living in this paradigm of, of, of where we are to start to believe that everything about what we're doing here is not of the spiritual realm, but it's of the physical realm. The physical and what we are seeing here, what we're seeing with this invasion of people, what we're seeing with the breakdown of men, and God is is showing it. He's showing you what happens when you aren't fighting and living in the Spirit. You're going to see these breakdowns in the physical, which means that the other side coming in is also being amped up in some supercharged way or will be from their physical orientation because they're digging into the Spirit first, and we're not doing a good job. And we need to be doing a much better job of digging into the spirit first and letting those gifts of God flow through us so that we really do have the authorities, the powers within us, the and the authorities given to us by God to use this in the world where need be. And it's just our work here is so much different when we look at our whole world lens that way, that it is spiritual first and physical second. So when you're seeing... You know, I talked about earlier tonight, one of the challenges, like right at Tucson Airport, which you really, when you're there, you start to realize the magnitude of this invasion that's going on in our world, in our country. Thousands of people coming across the border every day, being using American taxpayer dollars to fly them around, to relocate them, to set up strong camps. It's happening. We are not going to win this fight with them in a physical way. It's not going to happen. Well, I should say it this way. It can happen, but it's not going to happen easily without a lot of problems and potentially a lot of bloodshed and potentially a civil war. But if we're going to wage a war, we want to walk by those principles of God himself. We need to walk in a way that we are dominant, humble, and we're living as warriors in this world and stewards of this world. We're not being subjected to this world and what it is. And that's our big challenge. Jeremiah 6:16. Thus says the Lord, "Stay by the roads and look, ask for the ancient paths where the good way is, then walk in it. And you will find rest for your souls." But they said, "We will not walk in it." That's the juncture we're at right now. People aren't wanting and it's even within our own communities. It's so hard to let go of a purpose-driven life where everything is based on, say, end-of-world survival. We need to be able to step into something greater that is going to be bringing God into this world and elevating God up. And here's where this gets really difficult. Because in the end of the day, one of the greatest tools that we have in this fight, and it's so important, is Healing. And healing is deliverance. Healing is deep, deep inner spiritual. Healing can also be fractured bones. And we're being given this opportunity to do this. And so I'm praying on this and I kind of go back to where I was upon that hill and this whole mountain of clouds surrounds me. And God says, as you have loved in your most extreme way, and, I, and I, I'll leave that where it is because you know you look back on those people that have been in your life that you've loved so deeply and so so special and he says I need you to love all of my children that way and I'm not kidding you when god asked this this was a hard one I, I haven't <laughs> completely got through my hard edge on this one yet and I'm literally like seriously lord I mean like there's people out here that I would much rather throw into a pig farm than I would deal with them. But that's, again, that place of separating the sin from the sinner, right? But what he's ex- explaining is that when we get to that place of love, extreme love, where we're able to pour out the Holy Spirit love into people, which everything about the, r- the ritual left or the ritual... Satanist is about giving power to yourself and causing anything, just doing what you want to do. Thou shalt do what thou will. But love, and it's also about creating damage and scars where our role here becomes about healing. So when we get into that place and we realize the power of love and what he's showing is that when we get that level of love for somebody of our most intimate in our giving our heart to them that way and we're praying into that and maybe even walking in this in these second realms, for example, seven, second heaven, trying to undo things, meet things, confront demonic activity, clear it out. when we're doing all this from love, we are truly transforming in the spirit into the physical almost instantaneously and we begin to see what we call the miracles of God or the miracle of healing. And that's the greatest challenge, is because love is the commerce of heaven. And we have to come to grips with that piece because it's, it doesn't sound, even for myself, I'm talking as a warrior guy, I'm talking about love, and I'm like, okay, let me, help, let me see how this is going to work because I would rather do a standoff distance of about 300 yards. I would rather, you know... <laughs> But that's not the way healing works in heaven. And the healing is one of our critical pieces right now we have to get because it's how we take this fight back. When you read something like the Cosmopolitan article, those are broken people that are reading that. And if they were really in their right mind, which I'm assuming that many of them are literally living in a fiction... we have to speak love into their hearts in such a way that it breaks down those strongholds and pulls them home. This example in this article is a great one because here, this is not going to be your ritualistic left that's buying it. It's going to be a lot of people that are just, they're finding it interesting for some of the articles and they're just going to buy a copy at full price. So, We have to get into a place of understanding that love, as we are waging it, is an instrument of war that is so profound, it is the greatest sword and weapon that we possibly have, and it has to be pure from our heart, and it has to be equal across the Holy Spirit. And when we get there, there's no fakeness, there's no copies, there's no artificiality, There's no buying replicas. There is truly an intensity of love that when we do that, we're able to get in and affect healing in a way that we would, we would call that and declare that to be the miracle of the living God. Because it's there that the true healings, that's where the miracle healings happen. That's what God's showing me in them. So I'm sitting on this log with fog pouring in around me out of nowhere which is profound in itself, in the rain as I'm getting drizzled on. It was an incredible moment. I mean, I literally had images of like the burning bush or sitting on the mountain, Mount Sinai. I mean, it was that profound sitting there. And it was all about the question I need you, more of a statement. I need you to love as you have here, pointing to some things in my life that were very special, very dear and near my heart, very pure in the love. I need you to love all my children this way. And let me tell you, that is not an easy step to make. I think we can all agree. And when we, but when we step into that, evil has no, there's no place for evil. You can't, you can literally walk up to somebody that's in the process of abortion or thinking of having an abortion. You don't have to hardly say a thing. You can just lay hands on them and they're going to be healed. They're going to realize the beauty of what you're talking about. And to me, you know, I think when we start talking about these things, it sounds like we're trying to reach high of something we're not going to get to. And what the thing is that I'm seeing with God is he knows that we can get there. He knows that we can reach high. He's offering us the roadmap. He's saying, this is what you have to do. The only barrier to that is ourselves. And so when we're able to finally reach in as ourselves and say, God, I will love this way. I will... I will let go. So let's just take this as an example. You love your wife or you love your your children with a very special and intimate way, hopefully. And it's near and dear to your heart. It's so special. You don't want to share it with anybody else. I mean, it's It's like your best friend, your, your, your best partner, your best walk in life, everything about that person. You love dearly. You're holding it onto your heart. And God says, that's good, but I need you to do more. Level up. I want you to take that love, and I want you to use that same love, and I want you to love everybody who I've created. I want you to love them that way. That's hard to do. And I'm not saying I can't, and I'm not saying I won't by any means. But it's a big ask, and then you have to ask yourself why. Because that, again, is the channeling of how we truly create massive manifestation of healing. And there's no greater weapon in this fight than that. There's so many broken people right now. and those broken people need that love to pull them out. and that's really where we're getting to right now is this is a real war. The enemy is is pulling people aside. it's destroying them. And we see that with this cosmopolitan thing literally doing a ritual that you can go have an aborted ritual in a in a satanic level what they call it, they didn't call it satanic. They called this, how does a Satan, I think it's Satanist, how does a satanic abortion ceremony work? Our opposite ends, right? One ends to the other. The family's the root, family's the point of war, the family's what what they're trying to destroy, they're trying to get, destroy the family to the very, very root of it so that it can never recover. Children that are mutilated, men who have addictions to porn and drugs and affairs, wives who have affairs, maybe some porn. They're trying to corrupt the seed of the very foundation of the family. And that's the center point of this entire fight, this entire war. Everything they've been not wanting us to look at is right there. So, and it goes back to where, do your, where does your value sit? Where are you going to spend time? And it has to be family. And it means adjustments, but we have to spend time with the family. So we've got the Cantrells here now. They're going to be here for a while. It's awesome. And that's an amazing role for me because by declaration of the family, Cantrells, I am Uncle Scott. And that's an amazing experience. We have these children coming up to you and it's like, and they came in today they're so excited, excited to see me, excited to be here. And I'm looking at my schedule and I'm going, okay, I've got this to do and that to do. And finally I said, you know what, I don't have, there's nothing more important right now than these children. Now, yeah, there's things that have to get done each day, but we have to learn to start sifting down. And that's what God is really putting on my heart to, to say is he's, he's trying to sift us down to where we are giving emphasis to the family. Because the enemy is looking to destroy it and they're doing a great job. And that has to stop. And we have to turn the tables on this fight to such a degree that when we finally get to a place where we are on the offensive, the enemy is running and trying to hide. We're not there yet. but We can be. But that's the master of that one weapon. You know, the way I describe it is when you start looking at this and God's saying, I need you to love everything this way, the most intimate way you've ever loved, I need you to love that that way for all my children. To me, this is why it comes across. It's like looking at a sword on a table. I haven't touched it yet. I think it's a beautiful sword. I, I can see that it's the steel is beautifully polished. The edges are razor sharp. It's gorgeous. It's like a top-of-the-line, and a Mastercraft-level Japanese katana sitting there, just beautiful. All the d- detailing from the era that it's in, everything's perfect. I see it. I like it, but I've never picked it up. I'm imagining. What does it look like to pick it up? Is it going to be heavy? is it going to be light. Is it going to be well balanced for my hand? How do I how do I cut with it? What's how is it going to feel when I cut? When I draw that through, is it with a cut? How's it going to feel when I draw it out of the sheath or scabbard? Those are the pieces. When you're when you're this is being asked of you, you're looking at this and you're saying, "Okay, Lord," but I haven't put that sword in my hand yet. And the sword that He's asking us to put in our hand is a sword of spirit sword of the kingdom it's the most powerful weapon we've ever could wield. And we know when we pick it up, it's going to be mighty. It's going to change a lot of things. And we're going to have to come to accountability on things. We're going to have to sift through ourselves because taking that sword is a big deal. But the minute that you do and you finally put it in your hand and you begin to cut and swing with it, the minute that you breathe in and you start to realize what the Lord's given you, it's something we could never imagine doing in another lifetime. And suddenly we're healing people and suddenly we're casting out demons and suddenly we're raising the dead and we're doing greater works. And all of that is the healing that is needed to defeat this enemy because let me tell you, the enemy can threaten and paralyze people immensely with fear. But what the enemy can't do is humble them before the Lord with a miracle healing. And there'll be plenty of charlatans out there that trying to imitate this, but the true sense of miracle healing changes lives. It's like mass deliverance over a thousand people. And that's where I'm shooting. That's where I'm trying to get to. And I want, you know, I I would just say, I hope you walk with me on this because this isn't superpowers. This is God power. And this is literally in this world. If you can imagine having the ability to do that at will, what does that look like in the end game? It looks like people being freed. it looks like people not being subjected to the demonic order. And it looks like the demonic order of this world starts to get exposed and is where we can start taking the ax to the root and start destroying it because it has to be destroyed. At the end of the day, when you get to a place like Cosmopolitan Magazine talking about a satanic abortion clinics and what you can do there, we see the line of the fight. And we better be in our A game. We better be deeper into God. We better be pushing harder into our regiment of praying and reading, doing that better than we ever have before because we've got to get strong in the word and we have to get more holy in our lives. And as we do that, God's opening the doors for us to step into greater things and greater works. Our families, the most important piece of all, our families. All right, Patriots, let's pray. Father, this comes to you tonight very humbled, dealing with all of the various openness and forms of satanic ritual abuse, destruction. Everything is about trying to destroy you or hurt you, Father. We know that. So I'm praying tonight just for the rise of the Davids, the ones that see this and still stand up and stand against it. We need to see this mightiness of the heart of the warrior, Father. And we're praying into that tonight to see that raise up within the ranks of the many. To guide us, Father, in this hour. Jesus, we just ask that you walk with us, be with us, lift us up, show us your warriorness ness in, in you. There's too many people that miss that, that think that you are little more than meek, as in weak. And you were not. You were incredibly adept with an enemy. You are a meek Warrior, meaning you can wield the greatest of swords and yet outmaneuver and destroy the enemy with your words. That's the where we have to be honed. And so our prayer goes there. And guide us, Jesus, in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So, think big, think bigger. Pray big, pray bigger. And let's embrace these spiritual weapons and God's starting to download us so we can wage war in the most epic way, destroying full heavenly principalities if we have to, to making sure that people are set free and healed here on earth. All right, patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you Sunday morning for our prayer show. Which is going to be a good one. Always. I love I doing healing prayers. They're just fantastic. So until then or the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now.
2: Oh, I want to feel something I just want to breathe again Dive into the deep Oh, I want to feel something Let me get back in